Welcome to episode 25 of Teach Me Tiger. No! <laughs> no! That's what I said! Hey, Sarah. Hey. Oh, hi. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger, where we, your intrepid hosts, (laughs) bring in some of our coolest, smartest friends to talk about stuff and teach all of us a little bit of something we don't know about. If we're lucky. We might not learn anything, but I think we will. But I'm sure you guys will out there in the listening universe. Just because Mel and I don't learn (laughs) easily. Well, Sarah and I are ill. We're both sick, you guys. Give us a break. Just lay off. (laughs) Would you lay off? Um, You know, what I've heard is that audiences really love it when you talk about your personal health in detail. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have made it a point every episode to talk about my journey of illness (laughs) this winter. (laughs) My journey. Yeah, fill us in. What well, last episode, I thought maybe I had bronchitis, so I did, and I went to the doctor, and they diagnosed it and said, come back in a week if it's not better. So I went back, and they it said, you still have bronchitis, come back in a week if it's not better. So then I went back, and it was pneumonia. Yeah. Not the walking kind, the sleeping kind. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. on-your-ass kind. Yeah. And now you're on antibiotics. Yeah. And I'm on my ass. And you're on your ass. <laughs> What's up with you, Sarah? I'm also sick. Yeah. Um, Tell me in detail. People love that. <laughs> well, I'm feeling a little feverish. I have a bit of a cough. My nose is all like, you know, and it's like, oh, it hurts underneath because you blow it so much. Ooh, you guys know? And I have yeah. two nose rings, so it like oh. really sucks, but I don't yeah. want to take them out. But every time I blow my nose, then I'm you'd like, look Ow! lame. You just look like a normie. I just look like a normie. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gross. Um, oh, okay. Okay. I'll tell you something. <laughs> Get ready. I'm ready. So, you know, everyone's all horny for this um, Marie Kondo show, Tidying Up. Yes. Everyone's super horny for that. If it, throw it out unless it sparks joy. And then she's like, thank everything that doesn't spark joy before you throw it out. And her other cute thing she does is like, she's like, when you bring boxes of books in from the garage, you have to wake them up. Wake them up. And she taps the boxes of books. <laughs> she does that. So Greg and I watched one and a half episodes. It's a horrible show. It's just like a it's, ba- it's just like a boring show. It's pretty boring. Yeah. But we've also spent the last three weeks going through every single thing in our home one at a time. And instead of our like thank the shit and and give it a kiss and send it away, we actually have something that we've coined the um oh what is it called? The hopeless pile of abandonment. <laughs> um, and that's where we put all the things we don't fucking want. And instead of being like, thanks, bye, I'm like, fuck you. I'm never going to see you again, you motherfucker. Why do I have a purse full of moldy purses? Why that's a do great I have question. That? I found it, and now I don't have it anymore. So it's all good. Now it's at the Tay Reuse Center now if anyone's a- interested. <laughs> if anyone wants a bag of moldy bags. 
So, but it's a huge ordeal, man. Like any, yeah. anyone who's doing this thing is like, fucking, we're on week number three. Our house has been in shambles for three weeks. Like it's usually in shambles, but this is like, whoa. But fuck, our closets look good. Oh, yeah. And yeah, our drawers were it. like origamiing all our clothes. I'm not. I'm just it. rolling them up like a cigar. But Greg's fucking origamiing all the shit. And he's, and she says like, you can't fold your socks over each other like you normally would because it like hurts them and they don't get to rest. Oh, the fuck. I'm still folding my socks the normal way. So do you have like drawers full of cranes? Have, and giraffes. Uh, yeah, I have all these like little beautiful crane shirts everywhere. I don't even want to wear them. They're so beautiful. Oh, time to get rid of them. Time to get that they don't spark joy. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's cool. I have a lot of shit. Yeah. But I have a lot less now. We've at least gotten rid of over 35 huge full garbage bags of, of things, like what reused per- stuff. What percentage of your clothes do you think? Uh, 50%. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was I was hanging on to a lot of like uh very femme stuff that yeah. I never wear. I don't feel comfortable in it. I don't feel like myself. And and I have this small tinge of like guilt and weird every time I'd open my closet and there's all these dresses or like shirts that are very feminine right. that I never wear and I'm like I should be wearing this. And then I'm like fuck that. And I got rid of them and now when I open my drawers in my closet, I don't feel any like nagging like uh, I should be more like those clothes want me to be. Because guess what? They went to the fucking pile of abandonment. Yeah. So. Fuck you dresses. Fuck you dresses. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of lovely dresses right now at the Glen Tay Reuse Center. <laughs> Just if anyone shut up. <laughs> Thanks, ladies at the Reuse Center. I'm sure your life is a nightmare right now. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. I'm sure you're not the only one. I know. Everyone. Actually, everybody go to the Glen Tay Reuse Center. It's For a real. Time. It's full of good stuff, I bet. Yeah. But also get rid of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also have to drink three glasses of wine every day at seven o'clock to make sure that I can continue doing this. <laughs> oh, God. So, you know. But I make spritzers now. That's my other new thing. Well, good for you. Yeah. 50% wine, 50% spritzer. And as the night goes on, it usually gets more spritzer. Unless it's a really stressful night, then it gets a bit less spritzer and more wine. You know, I think you've arrived. That's pretty classy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here I am. Like spritzers. Cool. Boxed wine. <laughs> Boxed wine. Some 7-Up. <laughs> anyway. All right. Moving on. So what are we talking about today, Sarah? Oh, oh spooky Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Fuck, it's Monday. Monday. <laughs> We're talking about folklore. Yeah. And uh, all kinds of crazy shit. We're going to hear about like Bigfoot and fucking Silkies. All kinds of cool ass shit. And it's going to be a little bit spooky sometimes. It's going to be a lot magical. We might even have a special guest unicorn later. A unicorn? Yeah, no one will know because they can only hear us again. Right. Oh, there's a fucking unicorn. (laughs) What? (laughs) So the idea for this episode Mm -hmm. spawned from me talking to Sarah about how I want, so Sarah's tattooing. And so mm-hmm. I have a million ideas of tattoos that Sarah's going to give me now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, I have this cool skull thing that I got, um, in Toronto, but it, it's because I saw something really similar at a flea market in Berlin. And I think it might be like a bunny skull or like another small animal with antlers. And Sarah's like, 
you mean a jackalope? And I'm like, you kind of thought it was is, like a real thing. Is that what it's called? She's like, uh, yes. She'd never heard of a jackalope. It's a jackalope. So, Mel. Yeah. So, so I I did a little research, as which as will come out does. later. And uh, anyway, and then we were talking. We were like putting a shout out there, be like, hey, who wants to talk like about cool animals with us? And our good pal Jenna was like, I do. <laughs> Me. It's me, I do. Um, and fun fact, Jen and I used to be in the I Believe in Unicorns Club together. No. Oh, I'm going to dig out the membership card for wow. Instagram. Yeah, for real. Wow. Cool. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse is one of our very favorite neighborhood haunts. It's Ooh. on Harriet Street in Perth, Ontario. If you don't live here in beautiful Perth, Ontario, Canada, you should go to their <laughs> website, fieldhouseperth.com, and drool over the food. And then you should come and stay in Perth for a weekend and go to Fieldhouse. Oh my God. Best vacation. I love Fieldhouse. I love yeah, it. It's worth it. Fucking coffee. Uh, beer, wine, cruffins, yeah, sandwiches, sick sandwiches on like fresh baguettes. That they make also. Steak, noodle bowls, fucking kale salad, soups. They do cookies. They do cookies. Pastries. All the stuff's very good looking. Yeah, super stylish, really nice and friendly. Lots of gluten-free and vegetarian options. Uh-huh. They're it's so the great. Best. There's kombucha. It's like everything you ever wanted. And you feel like really hip. You're the best. Thanks, Fieldhouse. Thanks, Fieldhouse. Thanks, Andrew and Juliana. We love you so much that we made Gregory write, write a song. song about it. You say there ain't nothing that's better than a muffin. I say, yes, there is. Yes, there is. You say all you want is a buttery croissant. I say, stop right there. Are you aware that there's a cruffin for you, baby, at the field house? That's right, I said, cruffin. I said, field house. You probably already guessed that it's a cross between a croissant and a muffin. Yeah, and it tastes so good. It's the best of both worlds. I do. <laughs> Let us present our dear friends Jenna and Kajuk Kablalik. Did I say your names right? You said Kablalik. Right? I know I said Jenna right. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce that? Kajuk? Hang on. Is it, isn't it Kajik? Kajuk? Kajuk. Kajuk. You did yeah. got it right more than me. <laughs> now this Jenna, I'm a J- Jan- Jano. Is it Jano? Is that. <laughs> 
It's Jeannie, right? Okay. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Thanks for coming all the way here. Long drive. Shitty weather. You guys are the real unicorns in the room. Yeah. That much. Well, I made for this weather, though. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I can't complain. I saw a post that one of you posted recently that was like, anytime you say it's cold out, a northerner is going to pop out of nowhere and tell you it's not fucking cold. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because it's so true. It's true. <laughs> well, it's so cold. Uh, well, it's no. Not. It's <laughs> minus 50 somewhere right now, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, like minus 60. No. Yeah. You stop it. That's not a real temperature. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I hate yeah. it. Do you know what I love? What? <laughs> what do you love? <laughs> icebreakers? I love a little game called Icebreakers. Nice. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. So, Jenna, since you're our pod virgin, <laughs> you want to reach into my box? It's been a while. okay what is your favorite time of the day and why my favorite time of the day is nine o'clock at night oh why because it's when all my kids go to bed oh and it's like bedtime like you're in your bed i don't care if you're sleeping but you're in your bed you know and yeah unless you're dying you stay in your bed so i get like free time to like Mm -hmm. be able to just exist as a human what do you do these guys have four boys yeah yeah um i don't know sometimes i don't do anything sometimes it's been a really long day and i'm just like staring you know but but sometimes i read because it's nice to read because you don't get to read when Mm -mm. people are asking you ten thousand questions Mm -mm. so sometimes i read i do a lot more reading than to do watching tv lately but reading is more fun to do in bed yeah, TV watching. Sometimes we watch a movie, but not not usually. We play board games. The other day. Oh, yeah, that was fun. what game? Monopoly Cheaters Edition. Oh, it's like this whole edition of Monopoly where you get to like circumvent the rules and cool. Yeah, it it, it was it was quite an interesting, interesting game. I didn't win. I was like one of the last people. <laughs> Were you all playing this in bed? No. <laughs> no, no, it was at the dining room. Table. Yeah. Cash, yeah. what about you? What's your favorite time of the day? Um, either very early in the morning or at about nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So is this also uh, hinging on kids being in bed? <laughs> oh, I, I just like. I have an appreciation for my alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I hear you. And just because with the four boys, it's just, it can get chaotic. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Understatement. It, it, it's <laughs> constant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. How? What do you guys do to, how do you, what do you do with all that <laughs> racket? Like, can, do you have a, any sound. tricks for like tuning them out or just making them? He's fire? amazing at that. Stop talking. Oh, no. You can never make them stop, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you can tune them out. He's really good at it, but I'm not as good at it. I, I like have to answer every question. I'm like compelled to, yeah. do you know what I mean? And and I think too, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but I have a feeling it is. It's like usually mom's like the go-to. Oh my God, dad's so, standing right I there. Know. 
I know. Like he's Mom's in the bathroom. They're like, Mom, They'll come to you for a glass of juice. Yeah. He's standing in front of the kitchen. She's beside the fucking fridge. What the hell? So, like, I I don't have, I don't get to tune them out as much, I should, I should say. But mm-hmm. He gets away with it more than I do. And they they expect it of you, don't they? My kids expect Greg to tune them out, so they just, like, <laughs> bypass him. They're like, fuck it, there's that guy. What's he doing? Where's my mom? She knows where the shit is. I'm like, oh, I do know where it is. I know, right? So you're compelled to. You have to answer. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I just plug my ears um, and quietly sob. Headphones like this apparently work really good mm-hmm. if you can get like the noise canceling. Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel small right now. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm, I'm not small either. I, just, I, feel, I, just, I feel small now. Your body Oops. language is is getting smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You but get to it, you get to blast them out. But early, early in the morning, our kids aren't asleep, so. Mm. He's, but he still gets some alone time because you know, like early in the morning, people are usually like on their best behavior, usually because mm-hmm. they're like still rested and still half asleep, right? Yeah. So I don't do mornings, so I'm happy about that. Kaj, it's your turn to reach into the box. All boop, right. boop, boop, Ready? Yep. Would you rather have to dance every time you heard music or sing along every time you heard music? Wow, I sing along. Yay! I knew you were going to say that. By far. By He's got far. a gold, a voice of gold. Oh, man. <laughs> this Kat man sings like voice. an angel. Like a fucking angel. Liam mm. started going to karaoke night um, at the bar in Carlton Place. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't drink. Like, it's not, you don't have to drink. He's not old enough for that. But he goes on his own with some friends every, every Thursday. Apparently he has a... A little following. Yeah. Oh, does karaoke without drinking? Yes, he does. It's impressive. He's so brave. So, does he sing like you? Apparently, he does. Yeah. So, I'm pretty proud of him. You'll have to like sneak down. Don't tell him. Wear like a hat and a mustache. He'll never know. He's already invited me. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. Maybe the two of them will be doing karaoke on Thursday night. Oh my god, it's so cute. What about you, Jen? Would you rather uh, sing or dance? Sing. I can't sing worth a shit, but I don't care. It's I still, still do fun, anyway. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost more fun when you can't sing to sing because it's like people around you are like, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. And there's no expectation, right? You're just singing for fun. No one's yeah. like, can you sing? Sing something for me. And you're like, I don't Sometimes know. I can make people laugh when I sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I certainly laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Icebreakers. Okay. Okay. Melody has, she's going to start us off with a funky little tale. Mm. Right of our own hometown. Yeah. Nice. So Jenna, you grew up around here too. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear anything about the Watson's Corners kangaroo? Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. There was even a sign somewhere. Yeah, there's a kangaroo that. crossing sign, right? Am I yeah. right? Yeah, there was a sign. I don't know if it's still there. Watson's Corners is very local to where we are now. We're in Perth, Ontario, Canada, where we don't have kangaroos. So I actually was put in touch with a gentleman who used to do research for Wayne Ronstadt's show. Ronstadt yeah. on the road again? Yeah. Nice. Is that uh, amazing? fucking famous guys yeah yeah his name is ian tamblin really nice guy i'm gonna play you his version of the events cool what it is i was researching for 
Wayne Rostad's uh, regional report before the show became on the road. And mm-hmm. I was around the end of February, the producers sort of would phone me up and say, Ian, we need some ideas. And so I was playing out in McDonald's Corners many years ago, and I heard about this story. So I went and researched it in the library, in the Perth Library, in the uh, microfiche or whatever it was called then, of mm-hmm. the Perth Courier. And I found the story. But I not only found the story about Watson Corners, uh, which happened, I think, in 1974, but I also found out that there were kangaroo sightings uh, going back to the 1930s in Lanark County. What? And there's even that? some places, some geographic names. I, there's one kangaroo lake and I think a kangaroo hill, but my memory may not serve me perfectly <laughs> there, but you could look it up. But mm-hmm. the original story goes that there was some circus or something passed through Lanark County and <laughs> some kangaroos were uh, fell off the back of the truck. That's, <laughs> that's the mythology that goes along with it. So then in 1974... This guy, Herb Butts, claimed to have seen a kangaroo on his road near his farm near Watson Corner. Uh, Watson Corners. And it, um, I think other people had sightings of this same kangaroo at, at the same time. Anyway, it seemed to be there was a critical mass of uh, kangaroos that it spread <laughs> like wildfire, uh, got into the Ottawa Citizen. And then the next coming weeks, thousands of people came out to Watson's Corners. Oh. Um, oh, Which has a population of like 10. Of the thousands that came out there saw a kangaroo. But the right. people of Watson Corners, particularly at the corner store there, um, got a hold of the Australian ambassador to Canada and he came out, and they put up a, a kangaroo crossing sign oh. at Watson Corners, and the ambassador de- declared Watson Corners as the kangaroo capital of Canada. <laughs> now, when I arrived at the story in the late mm, 1980s, let's say, the store had been closed, but a person let me in, and there was the sign the kangaroo crossing sign, and a banner on the wall that said Watson Corners, kangaroo capital of of Canada, and also a number of snapshots on the wall with um, the ambassador from Australia at Watson Corners and in that corner store. After a while, the story ended, and then unfortunately... Herbie Butts became the butt of many jokes, and people didn't believe him, and that was uh, kind of a sad end to the story. And he died of a heart attack shortly, well, shortly after that. Oh, I know I went to the to the Ministry of Natural Resources, and they had this gruesome thought that it might be a deer with its front legs shut off, but mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my that God. to me seemed as far fetched as the idea of kangaroos being there. Absolutely. Now, there's some people will claim that there are still kangaroos in Leonard County. And as much as, you know, evidence would be against it, I'm all in support of that in the same way as uh, I would like uh, Sasquatch to exist as well. I'd like there to be some mysteries. 
And there are some yeah. people who believe that a, a, a kangaroo could overwinter in Lanark County. Yeah, I've read that, that they can grow a thicker coat of fur. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? But the fact that the story of kangaroos in Lanark County, going back to the 1930s, um, it's pretty interesting that the mythology or whatever, the fable goes so deep in, into the history of, of where you live. It was an interesting story, and it certainly gave the, the people working with Wayne a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm sure the people in Watson's Corners were thrilled to have a film crew out there, too. <laughs> I'm sure they were, and I know that even though Herb, nobody believed them, what they did believe was the ching cha ching on the cash register during that time when <laughs> 3,000 people a weekend came out to, to look for the kangaroo. Right. <laughs> That's the story. So Herb Butts apparently, you know, was like the guy going to the media saying, I'm seeing a kangaroo. But there yeah. were other reports at the time of people seeing it. They didn't go to the media, however. Mm. And then in 1980, someone named Brenda Johnson reported seeing a kangaroo by the Jeez. side of the road in the area. Jeez. Mm. Did There's you get in a- touch with Brenda? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Brenda, if you're listening. Please call we, in. And we know you are. Obviously. Brenda you're Johnson. Listening. She's our biggest fan. Brenda. Brenda. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of references to the kangaroo in the area. There's a there's a skating rink, like when we were kids, so in the eighties, yeah. nineties that they called the Rinkaroo. <laughs> and a local artist made a little thing for kids to push along when they're learning to skate in the shape of a kangaroo. No there's way. like kangaroo lane. There is a youth baseball team called the Kangaroos. Whoa, so it's like deep in the lore yeah. of the town. Totally. But it was very funny. I reached out on Facebook saying, like, does anyone know anything about this? Am I just making this up? And so many <laughs> people came for it, giving me phone numbers of people to call. And it's a thing, man. Sounds like business was good for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all, maybe it's time to start seeing a kangaroo again. I think, what, what just it? hopped by our studio? Was that oh. a, oh, oh, was that a kangaroo? Is it a tiger? <laughs> Wasn't there a song about it? Wayne Ronstad wrote a song. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought there so was a song. I tried to go on YouTube to look up and see if I could see the original episode of Regional, whatever Contact? it was. No, Regional Report. Regional yes. Report, yes. Couldn't find it, unfortunately. But I did find a number of videos of Wayne Ronstad singing his song about Herbie Butts and the kangaroo of Watson's Corners. No. Which we will insert here. The story of Herbie Bucks and his kangaroo. Now I don't believe Herbie Bucks were flying. He wasn't drunk the night he sighted the kangaroo. Deep down in the Lanark Hills, the people of Watson's corner still. Talk about kangaroos. Now, old Herbie said, boys, it wasn't a dream, he said, boys. What I see, I see. But I believe that what Herbie seen was a kangaroo. But the greatest sight of all would be 
Yeah. That's what I've got on the kangaroo. That's really great. That's pretty Thanks amazing. Thanks for that, Mel. Yeah. Great investigative journalism. I'm super Thank impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Like so real sources and stuff. Yeah. This guy worked in the industry, folks. Yeah. He's an industry guy. Nice. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Jenna? Catch? I can go next. Yeah. we were, we were No presh. No preshies. No pr- <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about Silky. Yes. yes. And I, I want to talk about that one because it's like one of my favorite ones it's it's cooler than a mermaid or like a siren or mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. like that so um, what is it so i think it's originally scottish folklore mm-hmm. okay and it's a human that can change or i guess a seal i guess that can change into a human is it is it always a woman no oh okay it can be a man or <gasps> okay <laughs> I, I i i love this silky too and I, i've like read stories and stuff but they say the origin of the silky was like, uh, there's a story about like the sea king. They don't really say if, what the sea king was. I'm assuming there's some sort of like underwater creature. Yeah. So the sea king and queen were like totally happy, married, and you know, a lot of them are very romantic tra- tragedies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the um, the seal king was happily married to the seal queen or sea king and sea queen were happily married and they had children. And the, the sea queen apparently really liked to like hang out on the beach and like she liked to come up and get some sun. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't get her bronze <laughs> on? Whatever. So something happened. She didn't get off the beach in time and the – this big tidal wave came in and like crashed and smashed her up against some rocks. <gasps> so she died. Oh no. And it was just this big accident. And so the seal, sea king was like super, super depressed and, you know, real bummer. Lost, right. He's bummer. lost the love of his life. And yeah. So he sees that, I guess he, I don't know, somehow knows of this sea witch who he meets and like falls in love with and thinks that, you know, hey, maybe this, girl be good at looking after my children because <laughs> apparently they had a lot of children and he's mm-hmm. like i can't do this by myself like, <laughs> classic right so, yeah, yeah. so he ends up marrying the sea witch and she gets very jealous of the children mm-hmm. and she turns them into these things called seal keys so what they are are seals that can i've heard once a year and i've heard once every seven years, they can come to shore and shed their skin and become human for a day. Just and for a day. Just for a day. So there's a lot of these romantic stories. They use a lot of like, so like the female seal keys mm-hmm. or even the males too. So I'll give you an example of the female ones. They come on shore for their day and they shed their skin and um, they get to, you know, meet a fisherman or somebody mm-hmm. that they, and they have a, you know, whole day long job and the fisherman falls in love with them. And then at the end of the day, they take off back into the sea and the fisherman never sees them change. So he's always like, last thing he sees is this seal. And, you know, he ends up going, there's one story where he ends up going out into the water and gets caught up in a storm and dies. And oh. it's all very tragic, right? Mm-hmm. So is this used to explain disappearance of a lot of fishermen? It, oh. it, it could be. 
So the male Sealkies, they say they'll come and they will look for lonely, uh, usually fishermen's wives or like anyone who's <laughs> alone for a long Dang. period of time. And so they'll do that. And so one of the things that happens is there's uh, stories where they steal their skin. So mm. they fall in love with somebody and somebody figures out, okay, this person's a Sealkie. They steal their skin and hide it so that they can't turn back into a seal. And then they're stuck in the human form. Okay. And a lot of the times they'll be married and they'll have children. Like calf silky children? Well, so they actually, <laughs> there's some evidence that they would, um, so some, some people can be born with genetic defects. So they right. would use those genetic defects as signs that, that one parent was a silky. So like the webbed, fingers and the right. white toes and things like that or like extra hair yeah furry. some certain things like that mm-hmm. so that's how they would sort of explain it um but so they'd steal the skin and, and usually uh the lover would hide it and sometimes the children would you know accidentally come upon the skin and mm-hmm. find it for the parent that's the silky not knowing that's what they're doing um and almost always like the 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 silky will go back to the sea mm-hmm. rather than stay in human form because it's always like they're being forced to because their their skin's been hidden mm-hmm. 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 yeah i've cool. noticed a lot of references to that in um like uh, novels that take place in um Scotland and Ireland. Mm-hmm. There's often, I mean, I love, and, and actually the East Coast of Canada as well, uh, because of all the Scots and yeah. Irish out there, I guess. And I, I noticed that a lot of the novels from those areas, I love reading them, like fiction, mm-hmm. historical fiction usually, uh, they have that touch of magic always. Because, because oh, yeah. there's so many tales and stories that are so deep in their culture. Much like the kangaroo of Watson's Yes, you know? yes. And I've read that a lot, like these little touches in the story that have to do with the silky. So one thing I really liked, one of the explanations was that women from Greenland would come over and they would usually buy a kayak, but it's a one person boat, right? Um, and they would lay on the beach in the sun to dry their clothes before mm-hmm. they would try to go back, right? And so that was one explanation because they were usually sealskin clothing, right? Right. So, oh, interesting. Cool. It's also a nice way to explain away a one night stand. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't me. He, <laughs> he ghosted me? No, he just went back to the sea. Right, right. <laughs> he would have called me if he could have. But how complicated <laughs> is it when your child has a genetic deformity mm-hmm. and then they're like, um, so, like, it's not the mailman, right? You're like, yeah. I swear to God, he runs in the family. Remember great great grandpa Jim. There is actually like there's actually um documentation of a family that that's they they sort of everyone thought that they were seal keys because there was a genetic deformity that w- would continually show up it's in the lineage. The line. Yeah. Huh. And maybe they were. Mhm. Oh, Who knows? Are there sightings of seal keys? Contemporary sightings or is it just like a thing of lore? I think it's more a thing of lore. Yeah. I think it's like the the romantic tragedy type stories. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I yeah. found interesting is that um so you know there's mermaids and all those other I think sirens mm-hmm, are called. Mm-hmm. Um so there's lots of like variations, but the seals really seal he's the only one that is actually not like they're not 
um, they're not luring and they're not, um, like malicious. malicious. Yeah. They're very, they're apparently very like happy go lucky, generous, you know, kind mm. beings and they fall in love easily and they're easy to love. So that's the, that's the, the hook. But yeah. So another thing I thought was cool was that. The in Inuit mythology, which Kat is going to talk about, they have Sedna, who is part woman, part seal. Mm. Mm. So I thought that's quite interesting. Catch. <laughs> hey, catch. Segway. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, with Inuit legends and Inuit mythology, it I I find a lot of times it's uh, tied to. Life lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, I find uh, stories are used uh, for a lot of things, for a lot of facets. Uh, one of them um, to teach lessons uh, because uh, we come from a really harsh, you know, really unforgiving environment and a lot of the old ways uh, and what i mean by old ways is before christianity and other other religions were introduced um, mm-hmm. we had our own belief systems uh, our own rules um, and a lot of times uh, a person was built do you follow me a per- like usually it was a you know, somebody very closely connected to them, like a grandfather or a mm-hmm. father who built a human being. Mm. And, and, the you know, the, the idea behind that is to, you know, prepare one, prepare a human being, not only to be a human being, but to be able to, um, have a future in that kind like of. Like to navigate that life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of the legends and a lot of the stories are tied to lessons of life, I guess. Um, you know, even the story of Sedna or Nulia. What's the story of Sedna or sorry, Nulieyuk. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> yeah Nulieyuk. That's Sedna in in our language. The legend is that basically her situation was that I believe she was to wed and her. Her marriage was arranged, but she didn't, she didn't want to go through with it. And her punishment was that she was thrown into the sea. And what happened was uh, when she was thrown off, uh, the flow edge into the sea, she, she hung on and basically her limbs were being her ripped. Her fingers were cut off. Yeah. yeah. And, and those fingers became animals. So, for example, her thumb became seals, her index finger maybe became walruses, and then all the sea mammals, right, the narwhal, the beluga whales, um, all the different seals. So, um, There's other things born from her hair, too. Yeah, yeah. The legend says that she wore a, a, a mauti, like a woman's parka, the ones that have a pouch to hold. Infants and the story says that hers was made out of seaweed and okay. she held all of her animals in there, all her sea mammals. And part of the lessons uh, that were taught were like, you don't abuse the animals. 
Uh, if you do, one of Sedna's punishments will be that she'll take all all of her sea mammals and and keep them from the hunters. Oh, yeah. So you essentially starve. You know, if your staple is sea animals, mm-hmm. then you know, and you don't you, want to piss her off. No, and you know there were certain taboos that you don't break, right? Um, and and taboos were part of the old ways and the old teachings. Um, uh, part of um, building a human being. Sometimes they had, I don't know how you would put it into English terms, but I don't know. I guess there were certain rituals or certain practices that happened where. For example, um, this individual couldn't eat certain parts of a mammal or right. a, or a sea animal. Um, they could only eat this and this part. If they did that, it it'd be like breaking a taboo. And then whatever, however they were built to be a human being mm-hmm. would be broken. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things connected. Would that be because that part of the animal isn't healthy in general? So there's like a taboo built around it, or no, no, it was no, just no. Like, it's it, just because it, it's, it's very it, individual. Yeah, it's oh. very individual. Yeah, uh, because um, there were family units, and all of those units usually had you know somebody who had a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom of mm-hmm. of the old ways. So they did things so that. Perhaps this individual would live a long, prosperous life, or, um, for example, maybe if this individual gets a cut, they won't bleed. So, like practices like this, and this is these are some of these are just legends, mm-hmm. and uh, these are just stories that some of the stories that I was told by my my father. And, and some of the elders that, that I've, uh, conversed with back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, another being that lives there is shadow people. Ooh, um, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, in my culture, we have shadow people too, and they live in that same realm where time doesn't mean anything. Um, and these people, they're normal sized beings, like human beings, but, the, the Sarah's oh. like I like them better when they're little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the scary thing about them too is that they're not as nice about wanting to steal you or wanting to harm you. Um, but the lucky thing is people haven't seen them very often, and and it was often. Just by chance, they were seen, and you know the the stories that have been told about how they reacted. It was like, oh shit, we 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 got seen. Yeah, okay. You know, and then you know they're trying to do damage control, right? So <laughs> you know that's kind of where some of these stories come from. Um, I got another another good one about a, a sea creature as well. Um, there, there seems to be more than one type of sea creature. So the story goes, um, 
there were these three hunters. They were hunting by boat, and it was during the spring when the ice is breaking up, and there's huge ice pieces around. During these times of season, the the hunting can be quite prosperous, right? So you you gotta it's dangerous, but yeah, it'll yeah. pay off if you can. Yeah, not I mean. Die. If you're that type of hunter, you know, you can prosper during those times as well, right? With your skills. So story has it, there were three hunters. They were hunting by boat. It was during early to mid-spring when there was still ice. There, between a couple of communities, one of the communities is Agviet, formerly known as Eskimo Bay or Eskimo Point, sorry. And the other community, I believe, was Well Cove. Uh, and they're, they're both in the region I'm from, uh, the Kivalik region in, in Nunavut. Uh, so they were hunting, and they needed to rest because uh, it was nearing the end of the day. So they found an island on the way home from uh, hunting. So... They found this island and they settled. They got all their gear, uh, set up their tent to stay for the night because they weren't going to travel during the night. So it was maybe mid afternoon going into the evening. So there was still light out. Oh, telling this story is so creepy for yeah. me. <laughs> Because, oh, it makes my skin crawl so bad because my dad told it so well with, like, such conviction. Anyways, the three hunters, they were taking turns staying awake, right? Because bears, right? Polar bears, too. They're cunning, stealthy hunters, and they'll know you're there 20 miles before you even realize it, right? Mm. So, so. That's scary. Yeah, that. Fuck the uh, story. Jesus freak, that, Christ. That by itself is, is, is terrifying, right? Mm. So. There's always somebody awake. Yeah, there. The idea is to have somebody, one person awake while two sleep, mm-hmm. right? And just cycle through for the night. So they're doing that, and of course, you know, the the person awake during the night sometimes dozes off, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as he's getting up from dozing off, you know, and and during the spring, there's always light. We have 24-hour light, but you still have to sleep. Right. So he's getting up, and on this drift, there's this thing. And he describes it as like laying on its stomach. It's hairy. And the way they described it is it's on its stomach and it's lying on one of its forearms with its head facing out like this. And the man could see it was sleeping because... You know, because of the way its body was oriented and the yeah. way its head was, he could see it and it was sleeping and he could see breathing movement. Mm-hmm. So he freaks the fuck right out. <laughs> and of course he makes sound, right? And 
Of course, this thing wakes up and it's on its forearms, you know, one sort of in front of the other. And the guy is just like freaking out. And this thing is like, just like wired awake, right? You know, like probably freaking out that yeah, it's like seen. Agitated. No, that it's seen. Like these things don't want to be seen from my understanding. Right. You know, because of what they are. It's pretty frightening for, you know, Joe Blow, you and me to see, right? So it, 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 it's awake, right? And everyone is freaking out at that point because they see it and, you just know, floating on by yeah, it's it. just floating, but oh, the next part just oh, oh my god, oh my god, so as, god you after this commercial oh. break. <laughs> so, as they're you know, frantically trying to get their gear into the boat, these guys are thinking about going where this thing is from because they don't really have any choice, they want to get away from the goddamn thing, right? So, they're f- freaking out frantically trying to get all their stuff together and in the boat to 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 leave right so they're doing that and as this is happening one of them is watching it with a rifle obviously and he said the way it moved was it was like as if it was rolling its forearms one after the other to move along with its body so it so it moved this way and and went into the water yeah and then where does it go they're all like where'd it go where'd it go is there more no because did they make it out alive they did because they they lived to tell the story was it like humanoid yeah but it it was just the top half that had like so it arms, had no legs, just arms. But the bottom half, they said, was like like a walrus. Oh, yeah. they saw a half person, half walrus. I don't know what but they it had saw. Arms? It had arms, yeah, and the upper body was covered in in hair. Wow! Yeah, and Did it, it look like mane? <laughs> well, but its face looked like. I I really don't un, I don't I really don't know what. It looked like they just said it was very big, obvious. Like it had to be big with the bottom half of a walrus. Oh they my said, god! It'd be huge. They just said the upper body was massive, and the way it moved was just so different. Like yeah, they, not like any other world seen in nature. Yeah, yeah they. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the story. I really like this story. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I have several more because my, my dad, I was so lucky with my dad and, and his wealth of stories because he had really good relationships with his elders. Yeah. So he, he had really good knowledge of those old stories and I was lucky enough to hear some of them. And yeah. th- there's more, you know. Um, but maybe that. What if that, we do a couple maybe, maybe other that. things and come back? Sure. For more yeah. stories? Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm sufficiently disturbed. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Now that we're sweating profusely. Cool. And shaky.
Yeah, so speaking of giant hairy creatures. <laughs> Greg's right. on his way over. <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> uh, but when I was reaching out to local friends and acquaintances and whatnot, another friend came to me and said, yeah, what about the Bigfoot of Brook Valley? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Are you joking? I think I actually said, is it Greg? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes, Brook Valley is full of hairy men with beards and long hair. So yeah. it could be anyone really. <laughs> but are they nine feet tall? Well. Some of them. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben, tall Ben, who I now call Handsome Ben. Shout yeah. out, Handsome Ben. Yeah. He's very tall. And handsome. <laughs> He's also quite handsome. Apparently. What a what a chin. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a strong chin. But we heard from Michael No, who is a real prominent member of Brook Valley. Like everyone knows the Nose. <laughs> uh Coral, who's the Brook Valley school teacher, it's her husband. Mm. Was the Brook Valley school teacher, I should say. So Michael was the one who told us about the Brook Valley Sasquatch, he calls it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's the difference between Bigfoot and a Sasquatch? Aren't they the same? I think they're the same. Okay. Just had to clarify first. Call in if we're wrong. <laughs> Let us know. There's the Yeti version, too. Yeah, and then a Yeti is a cold one. Yeah. 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 Sam Squanch, but cold. <laughs> then there's a Sam Squanch from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> okay. This is a letter to me from Michael. Mm -hmm. Hi, Sarah. A couple summers (laughs) ago, a cottager at Jordan's Cottages, which is close by in Brook Valley, was walking to the water stack in, in the midst of the cottages, when he saw a Sasquatch walking towards him from the other side of the pipe. As soon as it saw him, it changed directions and walked slowly away from him until it was out of sight. When he told this story to a group of fellow cottagers later, one of them said he had seen it too a few days earlier on the beach at the other end of the lake at daybreak, doing something along the water's edge. He was in a fishing boat, and the Sasquatch seemed uninterested in him. I heard this secondhand, so I suggest you confirm the details. I didn't. So, (laughs) perfect. (laughs) And he had sent another email saying that he had forgot to mention... I remembered one more fact about the Sasquatch on Christie Lake. As it passed the water standpipe, the guy noticed that its hand was at the same level as the tap, which he measured at four feet. My hand's about 30 inches above the ground, and I'm 67 inches tall, so the critter must have been proportionately about nine feet tall. Wow, that is one big, hairy man. That's a big, hairy, burly, hurly-burly man. I have something to add. Oh, fuck. What is it? (laughs) Okay, so my friend who had said... Uh, shout out Ian Earl, who had said, what about the Christie Lake Sasquatch? He wrote in with his experience. <gasps> this is a surprise for me. Yeah, this is a surprise. Nice. Back in the summer of 2001, late July or August, the beep let my girlfriend at the time and I stay on their island in Christie Lake. One night I woke up suddenly, not groggy or anything, just bang, wide awake. I lay there wondering what happened when I heard this sound. A scream of sorts, loud, really loud, from across the lake, something I had never heard before. The best I can describe it is like a big cat, sort of like a cougar, but it wasn't. I know what a big cat sounds like. Also, I've never heard of big cats anywhere remotely close to that area, and it just wasn't. Not that shrill, deeper, not like anything I'd ever heard. I freaked out internally, not waking my girlfriend, wondering if whatever the fuck that was could swim out to us. I didn't hear again that night, but did years later. 
over a decade later. I was randomly watching a documentary on Sasquatch. It was a little dubious, but then they played an audio clip of a Sasquatch mating call, and it was the sound I heard, the exact same sound I heard that night, the same scream. All my hairs stood up the same way they did that night, like nothing I've ever heard before or since. And then Ian (laughs) sent me an article that he had stumbled upon from (laughs) BigfootEncounters.com. Listen to this. Okay. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite long, but it was from a camp counselor or someone who had worked as a camp counselor at a scout camp on Christie Lake. No. Wow. Our Christie Lake between 1996 and 1999. So in August, again in August of 1996, the person heard a crazy deep shrieking or squealing of sorts and couldn't compare it to anything else they'd ever heard. Another counselor had heard the same thing and thought that it was them. Uh, They both thought that they'd been pranked by the other person. And I guess at the end of the camping season, everyone came out with their pranks and no one took ownership of this one. And then this person who wrote in, similar to Ian, saw a program on the Discovery Channel where they played what they claimed to be a mating call of the creature. And it was the exact same noise they'd heard the summer before. Now, two summers later... Again in late August, the counselor awoke to hear strange noises in the distance and then heard something large running past his cabin, like big feet running. He opened the door and shone his flashlight to see a very large creature, either dark brown or black fur, head to toe. The face looked half human, half ape, and it turned to look at him as if reacting to the flashlight. So it sort of turned and froze for a second. The eyes shone yellow in the light of the flashlight, and then the creature continued running off between two cabins. Its head was above the top of the cabin door, and the cabin was raised up off of the ground. So the next day he measured and found that it had to have been at least eight feet tall. He also noticed a terrible smell, and when asked around, was told there are no bears or other large animals in the area. Now, the final time that he saw... Bigfoot on Christie fucking Lake (laughs) was the following summer. Um, He was a counselor there. He was out on the water with a female staffer. I believe this is after all of the campers had gone home for the season. Um, So they were having a little like romantic paddle or whatever. And they both heard some disturbance at the shore of the water and turned to see a large creature with glowing yellow eyes, which then scampered back off into the woods. But it seemed un- bothered by them mm-hmm. Ooh. like sam squinch musk yeah, yeah. God, that shit stinks so we have bigfoot you guys we have our own bigfoot <laughs> we're gonna get people coming out here like tourists yeah mm-hmm. they should um stop in and get a teach me tiger hat <laughs> for at 37 dollars <laughs> <laughs> and then get a tattoo uh yeah. from me a big more than thirty. A big fat, ta- or big fat, big foot tat. A big foot tat. Big foot, big foot tat. Big foot, big fat. A big fat, big foot tat. Okay, I would like to read the end of Michael's letter to me that he just kind of like threw in really nonchalantly, and I fucking. I'm not kidding you. I finished reading it and I just yelled it loud for like three minutes. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't, and I didn't follow up because I was deeply disturbed. <laughs> so he writes me the stuff about the, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be responsible for false for spreading mistaken rumors or whatever after his Sasquatch story. And then tells me he has a set of Bigfoot feet, which is funny oh. that he made oh, to honor made. Okay. the Bigfoot uh, that you can wear and scare your kids. Ooh. Yeah. 
And then goes, super cash. Oh, I did see another odd thing in the woods last summer and discounted it to a hallucination, though I am not prone to hallucinating. But changed my opinion when Chase, an eight-year-old, who I hadn't told about it, describes seeing an identical apparition. Same color, same absence of face, same frenetic movement and disappearing act. We have no idea what this was, only that it appeared to us. So a fucking thing with no face was moving all like, like in a scary fucking movie, like a fucking robot spider, and he saw in the fucking woods, and a little kid saw two on two separate occasions. No, no, that's what I said. Where are these woods? Here, here, where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's got a no face and it moves all wrong. That's not okay. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> I hate it so much. I want to know more, but I don't ever want to know more. <laughs> don't ever tell me, Michael, please. Oh my God, even if I ask you, please don't tell me. Oh, I, I like imagine that <clears throat> shit. I look at and I told Greg, I was like, fuck, I've seen that. I've seen that. And he's like, isn't that like your most... Like, that's the horror thing you imagine? I'm like, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like, I look at the window and I'm like, oh, fuck. There's a thing that's humanoid with no face that moves all inside out. Uh, did like, you yeah, tell so Michael? No. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's change the subject. <laughs> Never uh, I, I, got a, I got another story like that, oh, too. No. <laughs> it, it happened to me, too. So, Can you tell us right now? For sure. So... Again, my, my dad, he, he taught me so much and I'm so thankful for that. Um, so he told me about, uh, these types of dreams. So in my language, it's called Okemangik and it's like sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this one's creepy. So, <laughs> so again, you know, after having been taught these things and Sarah Plugiers. I get these dreams. I get sleep paralysis. So, so I was about, uh, I want to say nine or ten. You know, so I was just a little guy. We were living in, uh, my dad's federal rental. My dad worked for the feds for a long time. And, and it was one of the houses we lived in for the longest time. In fact, my dad was pretty fond of this house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was a three bedroom, but um, my my parents had the bottom, like the downstairs, converted into another room. So upstairs are the three main rooms. I was sleeping in the middle room. Uh, they're kind of oriented all beside each other, the way the house is layout, so laid out. So I was in the middle, smallest bedroom. One night I was sleeping. Uh, and it was during the spring. I remember it vividly because we we don't have nighttime during the spring for several weeks. So you kind of have to adapt to sleeping in the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I was falling asleep. I remember vividly I was on my back. And the way the room is, it's just a little square room, basically. And the door was directly in front of me. Um, my bed was directly in front of the door. Maybe there was about three feet for the door, you know, to swing open and closed. So I remember I always had my door closed. I always closed my door. I wanted privacy. 
And I remember falling asleep. And then I remember when I fell asleep wondering why my fucking eyes are still open. And, and why am I in the state? And why can I not move number one? So that notion started the freaking out. Mm-hmm. So I can't move, but I, I can see everything. I can hear everything. And I'm sitting there and, you know, I'm wondering, why can I not move? Why can I not move? And then the door handle starts turning, okay? And it's it's kind of in slow motion, right? Because in sleep paralysis, it's almost like time is paused. So, and you feel it. You, your body feels it. So, I I feel like I'm awake, but I'm paralyzed. I can't say anything. I can't move. I just can't do anything. And the goddamn door handle starts turning. <laughs> it's slow motion like in a movie, right? So it's starting to open. And of course, it starts opening towards me because it swings inward into the room. So... As it starts opening, of course, it's in that god-awful slow motion, you know, horror movie type. Um, like, yeah, speed, that that pace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's no creaking. It's just, it's silent. So he, that by itself is frightening. So I'm freaking out. It's opening slowly. And you see, I, I see this form, and it's an old hag. It, it's, I, I'm, I'm having the old hag dream. So, and this is for fucking real. I, I kid you not. I swear on my life, this is a real thing. Have you ever heard uh, of the old hag? No. It's like a, a cultural it. phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, I, and she, she came to me and I, ah. Like it's known across cultures and like it's a, it's a dream where this. My skin is crawling just thinking about her. (laughs) Isn't she like. Does she bring. What's she there for? Like, yeah, why does she come to people? Why is she coming? I really don't know. I just, I don't know what her reasoning is. But but she like crawls on top of you. No, no. So, Fuck off. So, so, <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. So, in my paralysis, I can hear her too. Like, but she I, sound like uh, is she making like weird clicking noises? <laughs> no, no, it just she's just she, sucking her worthers. It just, yeah, right. Where's my menthol? <laughs> yeah. So I like like it's 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 not like that. It's like. It's like you can kind of hear her, th- what she's thinking. Ooh. Yeah, so I could hear her. She's not a very nice person. So, and everything's in slow motion, and she's in these tattered, like, you know, this tattered get up, and it's all gray, and her skin is, like, gross, and it's hairy, and, like, it's all dimpled, and, like, it 
like you know what do they call that it's like spots yeah, like age yeah. spots all yeah over. and you know you could tell she's wrinkled and she's got these hand and she's walking to me like this <laughs> and and she's got this this smile oh. i never i never forget it she's got this smile and i can hear her saying i'm gonna come and kiss you Oh my God! <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm coming to kiss you, and I'm gonna kiss you right on your mouth. So, so she so she's coming, she's coming, and I remember I'm remembering what my dad is telling me. He's he he taught me number one, you start praying to whatever you pray to, you pray to, and start focusing with all your might. Trying to move one body part, yeah. whether that's your toe, whether that's your finger. So as she's coming towards me, right, and it's in that horrible slow motion you see in the movies, I'm praying the shit out of <laughs> whatever there is to pray about. Yeah. So And then also focusing so hard to move a body part. So... I kid you not. She gets within like probably an inch of your an face. inch, half an inch, to where she's gonna kiss me, and and you I, can smell her. I yeah, remember. yeah, and uh, she's got a like kind of like the the Sasquatch. Do they have a odor? Yeah, must... like sulfur. Oh, oh was, no, she That's was sulfur. The devil! Oh my god! It's like mom's devil. She saw the fucking other egg. Oh, so. Jesus. So yeah. I remember as she's getting so close and of course she's got that fucking smile, that fucking fucking smile. And and she's that close, I remember my toe moved. Oh glory day. <laughs> oh glory day. And as soon as I moved, I closed my eyes. And I just literally leapfrogged out of my bed and ran to my dad, who was, you know, sound asleep, right? Of course. And this is bad. And it's like, my dad, dad, you know, and, you know, he's typical. My dad is <laughs> not impressed about being woken up, yeah, right? right? So, but I said, I had one of those dreams. I had one of those dreams. It's okay. Did you do what I told you? Yeah. Okay, go back to bed now. <laughs> so I had to like slither and crawl back into that damn wow. room. Did you ever see her again? No. Thank the Lord. <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't see her again. That was, yeah. So that was one, that was my most vivid experience, like that I can remember, like seeing. You know, and smelling, yeah, and smelling. Okay, yeah. hey, this old hag thing. Let me tell you something quick. Yeah. My mom told me, and and my mom's not. You know, she's got a couple little stories here and there, but she's not a big like whatever. Yeah. So she was traveling. She was in uh, Italy at. Uh, uh, she was like near the. Where does the fucking pope live? The Vatican. Rome. The Rome. Vatican. She's all like near the Vatican and shit. And she's hanging out with her friend Kathy and their other friend, and they're just having a glass of wine and having a bit of lunch, out, like on an outside cafe area. 
and behind or like up away from them was a a bridge like one of the you know everything there's fucking ancient so there's this like masonry bridge that was a, a walking bridge and there was all this like a whole um cloister i guess of nuns going by and they're all in their habits and yeah. you know my mom's always found that kind of like fascinating in a non-religious way <laughs> And uh, so she's, you know, casually eating and, and looks up to watch these women kind of hustle on by and all their habits. And she said this one fucking nun just turned around and locked eyes with her. And she said it was the ugliest human she's ever seen. She's never seen anything like it in her life ever. Like yeah. never, ever, ever. Just And she's like, you know, it's not about like ugly. It was like ugly like to your soul yeah ugly and this fucking smile this huge like evil grin just like pure on this horrible wretched face and the woman just all the nuns kept going and this nun just stood there staring at my mom smiling at her with this smile and my mom said like her whole body just turned like ice cold like she just felt like something bad 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 was happening like that to see that that thing she kept calling it that thing that was bad (laughs) it was evil and like even now when she talks that she gets all like fucking weird and shit she's they had to leave like she was like we have to go we have to go and like she was just totally a wreck like for the rest of the day and it's just it's like haunts her the image you know yeah and she's like i've never seen Anything like that. And it's like how you told it, the way you describe is just like when my mom tells a story about this fucking nun. Well, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently the old hag is a thing. Like, Ugh. it really is. I don't know if it's uh Yeah, I've done a little bit of research on it just because, you know, I was curious, you know, about why, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's just a phenomena that happens. Um, she's, I, I, I feel like she's just an, an old entity that has been around for a long time. And I just feel like she kind of just pick and choose, picks yeah, and like chooses. Yeah. 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 And this is the way she entertains herself, <laughs> you know, by scaring the shit out of kids and people. <laughs> you know? And you nice know. women on vacation enjoying yeah. a glass yeah. of wine yes. on the patio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The best time, yeah. That's what I like to fuck people, kids, and people on vacation. That's the thing. a little research i did do a little research so much research for this episode i'm deeply impressed (laughs) all the while with pneumonia and bronchitis yeah that's true and children children and the worst (laughs) the worst disease of all i know (laughs) they do not spark joy what mystical creature are you (laughs) so i wanted to talk a little bit about jackalopes just since they basically precipitated the whole show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nice first of all a jackalope is a rabbit with horns Mm -hmm. let me get that clear Mm -hmm. although they originate in 
mythological stories from all over the world. There really was the most interesting information on the jackalope itself. So I'm just going to start with that. It's a portmanteau word that combines jackrabbit and antelope. And in America, the legend of the jackalope seems to have come predominantly out of Wyoming, where there are several species of hares that live there wildly. And some of the largest herds of pronghorns, which are colloquially referred to as antelopes Ah. in the area. So some of the earliest sightings um, they think can be attributed to rabbits with a disease called Shope papillomavirus. Yeah, horrible. Oh. They actually grow horn-like protrusions mm-hmm. out of their skin. So I saw a picture of one with these weird, like, Ew. black fang-looking things. Yeah, it's really wow. fucked up. And I believe that occurs in America as well as in Europe. And it's a disease that is just among rabbit type species. So there are many instances of horned beasts being described in European texts of like the 16th century. And at that time, they were in scientific texts as real creatures. By the 18th century, I believe I read that had been discounted. But it goes way back, even in Central America, Horned rabbits were pictured in calendars from the Mesoamerican period of the Aztecs. Wow. wow. Interesting. It goes way back. Put a horn on it. Put a horn on it. That's right. The New York Times attributes the American jackalope's origin to a 1932 hunting outing involving Douglas Herrick of Douglas, Wyoming. He and his brother, who had studied taxidermy, oh, um, sneaky went. Beat. Yep. <laughs> so they returned home from a hunting trip for jackrabbits. And I guess they. They had something called a taxidermy store, which I believe would be where they would actually physically store the bodies that they were going to like stuff or whatever. So the story goes, they tossed some rabbit carcasses in there and they happened to land near some deer and they were like, hey, hey. Uh And so they made the first jackalope, which they sold to a hotel. And then it became like a wild craze in Douglas, Wyoming. People are buying mounted jackalopes left, right and center. Marketing. Right? Yeah, early marketing. Fun facts, in Douglas, Wyoming, the Chamber of Commerce issues a jackalope hunting license to tourists. It's only good for hunting during the official jackalope season, which occurs only on June 31st. June only has 30 days. Hey, <laughs> thanks for clarifying that And joke. it's only valid from midnight to 2 a.m. on June 31st. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, those. <laughs> I don't know what sort of, yeah, what are they bringing in with that? Oh, birthed from an entrepreneur spirit. Right? <laughs> totally. Yep. One of the ways to catch a jackalope is to entice it with whiskey, the Ooh, jackalope's yep. beverage of choice. Because uh-huh. that'll help you see a jackalope uh-huh. for sure. Yep. For sure. But. The jackalope can imitate the human voice. During the days of the old Wild West, when cowboys would sit around campfires, they would claim to hear the jackalope singing along with them. Mm. Mm. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's said that they only breed during lightning flashes and that their oh. antlers make the act difficult. Yes. Well, <laughs> we all know that to be true. Right, right? Right? Oh, tell me about it. Flash so. boning. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, lightning flash happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that makes a, it that's extra That's why they difficult. call it. Fucking like rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> Fast. Uh, so, more interesting, in my opinion, is the Volpertinger. Oh, the pardon? Volpertinger. The what? Oh. Volpertinger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds German. It German. is. Volpertinger. So a mythological creature of the alpine forests of Bavaria in Germany. 
It has a body comprised of various animal parts, usually wings, antlers, tails, and fangs, all attached to the body of a small mammal. The most widespread description portrays it as having the head of a rabbit, the body of a squirrel, the antlers of a deer, and the wings and occasionally legs of a pheasant. Ooh. Yeah, it's so gross when you see his legs. So oh, this, barf. I believe, is what we were seeing at uh, the flea market in Berlin was Wolpertingers. Yes, yes. <laughs> so no one knows exactly how or why they came into being, but again, seems to have been popularized by um, entrepreneurial and mischievous taxidermists. Mm. I would like to be one of those. Right? Mm. The uh, the tale locals tell is literally of interbreeding between different animals. Oh, yeah. So yeah, first, there was basically your, you know, standard jackalope, mm-hmm. which then interbred with pheasants and just um, a horny fucking rabbit. Hey, <laughs> big melting <laughs> pot. It, a jackalope, it so horny. Totally rabbit. sounds legit, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally yeah. legit. So the hybrids sold to tourists. By taxidermists. <laughs> they call them local wildlife. Or in the 1900s, oh, they would call it local wildlife. Wait and they're minute. still sold to this day. Wow. Last fun fact on the Wolpertinger. According to legend, anyone who wants to see one alive in its natural habitat must be an attractive single woman <laughs> and needs to visit a forest in the Bavarian Alps during a full moon, accompanied by the quote-unquote right man. Oh. Wow. Sounds like a recipe for date rape to me. <laughs> <laughs> No baby comes in my vulpe <laughs> The roofies come free. Yeah, yeah right? Totally. I think I see it. So yeah, although uh, these creatures seem to go back pretty far into history, eh, all the documentation seems to show that they're a hoax. Unlike the Watson's Corners kangaroo. Or the... Where, where, where do we live? Crystal Valley. Christy Lake. Christy Lake. Or the Christy Lake Sasquatch. (laughs) So last question, you guys. What have you been listening to? Anything fun? I don't know. We've been listening to a lot of like crooner music. Oh, Oh, yeah? Like uh, the platters and shit? I don't know. He knows all the names. I just listen and enjoy. Sam Cooke. Yeah, of course. What's your favorite song? I like you. You'd draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me, for me. Cupid, Can you sing a little fast? <laughs> Put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to, but you do have the voice of a literal angel. Like an angel from heaven. <laughs> You should get him to bring his guitar sometime. Yeah. Oh, I'm listening to a guy named John McCauley from Deer Tick, I think it's called. He sings a, what you call stolen songs. He, like folk songs? He does look a little folky, but... Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he looks a little hippie, but uh, oh, the, the version of... Heaven's um, a beach. Uh, a John Prine song. Oh, he sings it I just. <laughs> what song? What song does he sing? It's 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 called uh, Cake and Eggs. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's not stolen. Those are called covers. No, cause uh, the the lyrics are their own. The the music is stolen. Okay. Yeah. And he puts his own words. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, when you're in a jam and you need a hand, I'm free. Oh, when you're in jail and you can't make bail, I got the money. I love John. Right? right? Yeah. I listen to so so much though. Like he really does. I I don't. I really don't subscribe to one genre. Yeah. I just I just like it all. Like, yeah. I always get asked, "Oh, what kind, what type of music do you listen to?" Ah, uh, all of it. <laughs> the kind yeah. that's music. Yeah. I just I. If it sounds good, if it makes my soul, you know, dance and mm-hmm. sing, it's good. Yeah, I love it. Have you listened to anything good lately, Sarah? I've just been listening to uh we played on the last last podcast. I keep just listening to um Sylvain Esso. Okay. And then my little sister, so I'm obsessed with this band Sylvain Esso right now. Oh like, my I god, just... can we plug your sister? Her music is so beautiful. My sister is amazing. Her name is Allie, but her band it's called Trails. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's fucking incredible. So she was listening to the podcast, and she called me up, and she was like, hey, I was listening to the podcast, and you were talking about listening to Sylvain Esso, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like their biggest fan. I've listened to the record so many times, it's like almost worn out. Like it's, I literally listen to it like 30 times a day, the album, it's stupid. And then she was like, cool, cool, I toured with them in Europe, and then like sent me a picture of herself with them. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. But yeah. you, everyone should go listen to Allie because she's cool. Her voice is like hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. Her music is really, really beautiful. She's What's your favorite song? I don't know the names of any of her songs. I don't know the names of her songs either. I sing my bones to dash for dust. I fantasize his She won't sue us for playing one without saying the title, right? Right, Allie? Don't sue us, Allie. She won't. This is a good one. This is your sister, you said? I didn't know you had a sister. I got (laughs) two sisters and a brother. Shout out. Hey, Josephine. Hey, Alexandra. Hey, Connor Bolt. Connor, you're not listening. telling me like six years later. Oh, my God. So embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I actually have six more kids. I just never told you about them. (laughs) <laughs> they live in the basement <laughs> Who's their dad, Craig? Right? Craig? Who's their dad? Yeah, you Craig. just called Greg Craig That's the thing that always happens to him Oh my god It was a silky It was a silky Yeah Oh, Craig's, Craig's their dad the, Craig's, Craig's their the silky dad. Yeah Is their real like dad the other <laughs> version of Greg This is my silky friend Craig <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, uh, Craig Cool It just slipped out that way I'm sorry, Greg <laughs> I'm so sorry, does. Greg Greg Greg, 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 Greg. G, Greg. Greg. What are you listening to, Melody? Honestly, I've just been. The sound of your own hacking cough. Yeah. Yep. I did put on <laughs> uh, 
Feist record the other day for old times' sake, and it was really great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I think "Let It Die" might be the best song on the album. Let yeah, it uh, die. called "Let It Die." Let it die. Uh, <laughs> let it yeah. die on Let It Die. On Let It Die. Bye, five. You guys have any plugs for us? Cash makes the best jewelry ever. The only jewelry I'll wear. Except for except for the earrings that Annabella made me. Thanks, Annabella. I fucking love those earrings. <laughs> but also Cash. Cash Thank and Annabella. You. Thank you. Uh, it's just at uh, at Kajuk for my Instagram. And, Can you uh, please spell it? Uh, at K-A-A-J-U-K. Very simple. And then um, my Facebook is... Discuss the same Kajuk, K A J U K. Yeah, and you have one, a website as well. I think there. I think if you find one, you find them. Yeah, all. that is. It yeah, is. They're, they're all linked. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's link links on all of the all the um the handles. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have. Anything. He's not famous. No, I'm not famous at all. Not yet. <laughs> wait till this episode drops. Yeah, wait till February fourteenth. Yeah, the ghost. Oh, how about happy Valentine's Day, everyone? Yeah. Yes, oh, happy Valentine's true. Day. Or coincidence that one of our favorite pair of lovers you <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but happy Valentine's Day, you lovers. Oh, it's you. always Love a Parmigans. pleasure. I'll be off today. That'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I took today off. Ooh. And honestly, though, you guys are uh, inspiring as a couple. You've been together a really long time. you got a lot of kids, and you're in love. And, <laughs> and we still don't hate each other. I know. Yeah. It's totally inspiring. <laughs> we, yeah. How long have you been together? Uh, 19 years. Fuck the fuck off. I feel like I'm 19 years old. <laughs> so do we most. I know, right? <laughs> and you're like, we met when we were babies. Yeah. How old were you when you met? Uh, I was 18. Okay. You baby. were 21. You little yeah. babies. Yeah. yeah. Babies. Babies making babies. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. It's been a, it's been a ride, eh? Yeah, it has, <laughs> definitely. It's been a ride. Yeah. Holy Five boys, so it doesn't mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't get old, eh? It's too much. And then like life on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we don't hate each other yet. We spent a whole week together in December with mm-hmm. no children and wow. like no other people. Oh, and, it was glorious. Yeah, and it was like cool. We we're like, yeah, we can do this retirement thing. Are you pregnant happens. again? No, I can't. Snap! That was just like ba bam. Mm-hmm. No. No, we're done. We're getting done as far as I'm. That's what I said after three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. You did say that. Okay, Sarah, before we go, where can we find you? Just the tip ham poke tattoos on on Instagram. <laughs> so cool. I'm also on Facebook, Sarah Wright on Facebook. So yeah. go to it and um, let me give you just the tip. <laughs> Does that mean you're never wrong? Oh, because it's just the tip. Yeah. Oh, that's so much less pervy than what I mean. Yeah, that's what it means. Sarah Wright. That's right. That's why. <laughs> Giving tips. Just yes. the tip. Yeah. Where can we find you? Um, I'm at melodiestarkweather.ca. 
And the show is at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Our website is teachmetigerpodcast.ca. And to support the show, you can subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Give us some reviews. Uh Ratings. Good ones. Yeah, only good ones. And if you have a couple dollars to spare, we'd really appreciate it on patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast. I would also feel like real legit if we got a piece of hate mail. So like, if something really pisses you off, like fucking write me about it. Because I want that hate mail. We want to make Sarah cry on air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. And now we'll close off with me eating a carrot on air. (laughs) That will elicit hate mail, if nothing else. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Jen and Kaz, for coming. We love you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Anytime. And thank you to Ian Tamblin for helping us out with the kangaroo story. And thank you to Ian Earl for his help on the Bigfoot story. And thank you so very much for listening. And remember, it's a jungle out there. Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. You guys are the real unicorns in the room. They're yeah. that much. <laughs>